Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona Fans. I'm your host, Jose. This is episode number 208. We are sitting down with the incredible Focus For Me app with the owner and creator, Jesse James Froel. He is someone that we were so excited to meet and understand his story. It was incredible to understand how this app came to be and his life is just integrated with this Focus For Me app. So I encourage you guys to listen to this one all the way through. It is an incredible story, and we hope that you guys enjoy the app itself. So you can go sign up for that. Everything is linked into uh, the bio below, on top of which you can always um, contact us if you guys need more information. And then uh, Jesse James Farrell, who is the owner, is just an incredible individual. And he is so nice enough to, if you want to give him a shout or contact uh email some sort of uh asking him anything anything at all about the podcast about the app he is so down to talk to you guys so i encourage you guys go check him out he is just one of those people that you will never forget so moving forward into our business you can hear every episode of finding arizona podcast at our website that's www.findingarizonapodcast.com there you can sign up for the newsletter that'll tell you what's going on throughout the week and you can also sign up for our um, blog sorry that you can look at and it has just basically everything from what's been going on in our lives. You may have noticed that Brittany and I are now a husband and wife. We had our wedding last weekend and it was incredible. I apologize that I couldn't be with you guys with the macro mini episode, but now I'm here with you and I want to tell you all about it. It was just beautiful. It was one of those moments I will never forget. So thank you to everyone who helped us. Thank you to all of our family who showed up and thank you to everyone who saw the live feed. It is a Available now on our Facebook page so you guys can go see the live feed of that entire moment of our lives. We are very honest and open with you guys. We want to share mostly everything with you guys, uh, but you hopefully that this is one of those moments that you guys really, really enjoy. Uh, next up, you can also sign up for our social media. That's Finding Arizona Podcast. Everything from Twitter, Instagram to Facebook. There you can contact us. Let us know what you thought of the wedding. Also, let us know what you want to hear next because that'll help us kind of curate what uh, everyone is listening to. And this is a family, so hopefully everyone contributes their part. So send us a line also over to Finding Arizona Podcast at gmail.com, which will lead us into our next section, our community cork board that's coming up uh, there you can send us all the info of your event or anything we will set up a little uh, shout out for you guys like everyone who's coming up in the following i think that's last but not least please sign up for our patreon page that helps support us financially to go out and seek more individuals throughout the valley but also extend ourselves into the other parts like tucson and to the north part and flagstaff we want to share everyone's story but we need some help to do so there you will be able to get bonus content like our fine examination fine examination is 50 rapid fire questions that we tell everyone who comes through our doors and uh, they have a good time at, you know with the 
questions. They're very unique. Everyone's kind of has their own little uh, section that they don't really do good at. And it's kind of interesting to see who does what and what uh, what people are reading, what they're interested in. It's just all of those kind of questions. So we encourage you guys go sign up for that patreon.com slash finding Arizona podcast. And last but not least, yes, our community cork board. There's so much going on. The weather is nice out there. So guys, please, again, send us a line over at finding Arizona podcast at gmail.com. And we will set up a little shout out like the following a Phoenix flea, a modern market of small business saturday yes our dear friends over at phoenix flea doing their thing every year november 30th saturday from 10 a.m to 5 p.m and you know where that is it's going down at 113 north 6th street over in phoenix arizona i always do this festival or always do this market because it is so incredible how many people um, support local businesses on this day this this event gets bigger and bigger every year. Um, we try our best to just spend the whole day there. I will do what I can with every person who uh, wants to be recorded and wants to participate. We just have a wonderful time. It's a good way to catch up with friends and uh, meet new friends. It's a lot, a lot of fun. So go check that out, ladies and gentlemen. Next up, our last episode or a couple episodes ago, we introduced you to QVA Dance Company. Now they have a lot going on. So we're gonna introduce you into one of their classes, which is this casino, the casino dance that you may have heard about. So that uh, class, the level one class is taking place today at 5 p.m. So you can sign up for those classes still and go check out those tickets over at QVADance.com. Next up, the historic Roosevelt home tour. Yes, this happens every year. So if you are new to the valley or new to the area and you want to understand the historical value that has Phoenix um, just integrated into the downtown area, this is going to be one of those things that you sign up for. So this is taking place Sunday, November 17th. It is from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Tickets are about 15 to $16 uh, over at Eventbrite, but this will guide you into what's happened to um, this historic district downtown and how it's evolved and what the neighborhood and why it's so important architecturally, um, just historically. So go and that helps support the Roosevelt neighborhood district. Uh, next up, we have to going on today, the Hello Handmade uh, with Love Market. That is today. I believe it's also taking place tomorrow as well, but from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. over at 16875 West Canyon Trails Boulevard in Goodyear, Arizona. You can sign up for that. It is it is a local market filled with a bunch of uh, vendors who arrange from home decor, uh, accessories, clothing, art, vintage items, furniture, bakers, all sorts. So go check that out taking place over in Goodyear. Next up, and it's the last one. Guys, this is gonna be fun. Happening this weekend is Southwest Cider Fest. Now, these are our friends over at CiderCore. If you are a fan, a super fan, you know that I work um, hand in hand with my dear buddy Eric over at Tap That AZ Podcast. And I have met these guys um, over at CiderCorp and we always like what they have to offer their brothers. So I really do love their story um, and the history or what makes up their history for Cider Core and what they what they donate their charities to and everything that they're about. They're incredible. Uh, 
individuals and the business is really, really delicious because I have had some of Cider Court's cider and it is fantastic. The blueberry one, out of this world. So what they're putting on the Southwest Cider Fest is going down over the over in Mesa, Arizona, and you can get your tickets. Uh, there's a, I think the VIPs already sold out. General admission from 4 to 8, to 8 p.m. is already sold out online. It's crazy how what they're doing. So if you can get there, I encourage you guys to get there. It is fantastic apparently it is just already jam-packed so i'm just gonna say it's today from 3 to 8 p.m go check it out and have a blast good luck guys over at cider corp that ends our community cork board and this ends the intro for our podcast 208 and we will go right into our episode here with focus for me app i hope you guys enjoy i will catch you on the next one Hey Arizona, did you know NextGen Partner Strategies offers full service business solutions for small and large Arizona companies, including payment processing, payroll protection, and telemedicine. You can call 888-680-4677 to find out just how business ownership got easier. What is it you do and why do you do it? Here at Finding Arizona Podcast, we love to showcase that. And so do our friends at Every Impression Counts. They offer free strategy consultations so you can envision the possibilities for your business or idea, such as websites, social media management, paid advertising like the top of Google, along with advertising on Facebook, Instagram, Snap, video production, photography, podcasting, SEO, blogging, analytics, and so much more. In today's world, it's never been so cost-effective to produce and distribute content with the tools that you have at your disposal. If you've ever thought, what if, just have a combo with my friends at Every Impression Counts. You can find them at eic.agency or check out what they're up to by following them on Instagram and Facebook at Every Impression Counts and tell them Finding Arizona Podcast sent you. Thank you so much. Uh, Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I am your host, Jose. As always, we bring in someone very special, and today is no different. We actually just finished up another podcast, so I have have two people written down on this single paper, so I'm going to do this right. Ladies and gentlemen, the uh, founder and owner of Focus For Me Meditation app, Mr. Jesse James Farrell. Thank Hi, you. Thank, thank you. Thank you again for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. I, I, I'm so like, I was so adamant about you coming in particularly because again, like we were talking off air, Brittany and I are, are very much advocates for what the, the meditation, uh, mindfulness, um, we have learned different techniques um, and we use it in our daily life and we understand and appreciate that that world and we wanted to learn more and having you in is just another way for us to learn. Sweet. Yeah, um, thank you, you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sorry for missing out on a the question there. But the first question that I usually ask everyone is, um, can you give us a little bit of your origin story and how you got here today? Uh, well, how far back do you want me to go? As as far back as you want to go, <laughs> let's do this. I'm very I'm very stoked. I want to understand it. Well, you know, I think so. If if just focused on just the meditation aspect, mm-hmm. I I'd really say it really began with I noticed early on in my twenties that I would think a thought mm-hmm. and or I'd have an idea for a thought, and like six months later, I'd see that actually manifested in real in the real world. Nice. And so I just started noticing that over and over, and then. 
as I got into my 30s and really began a, a more of a mindfulness practice and began I began being a healer here in the Valley. I've lived here for 24 years. Um, I started kind of noticing that happen a lot faster. And so yeah. I, I became aware of there's definitely a relationship between what I think and my reality. Okay. And so I just started really playing more with that, with how quickly can I look at the kind of life that I want, yeah. think about the thoughts that I want, and then in relationship to what I would like to see in life, and then how quickly can I marry those two together? So they're, you know, so I'm actually experiencing in life what I'm thinking about versus oftentimes if we're not aware of our thoughts, your thoughts are just, they're going to run wherever yeah. they run, and you're always, always thinking. Yeah. And so I really began to kind of play a game with myself is like, how aware can I be of what I'm thinking? And how do I notice when my mind has gone down some kind of a... <clears throat> tunnel of I call it like the bad neighborhood yeah. <laughs> of like my mind has gone somewhere where I don't really want to be hanging out and it's doing me no good. Yeah. And so I about two that it was about 2006 then that I heard somebody say like oh you can't ever stop what you're thinking like you're always going to be thinking and I kind of heard it as um kind of as a almost like a you know like a a bet or something that I couldn't yeah. stop or change how I was thinking. I'm like, well, I'm going to show you. Yeah. And so I really began this process of, I started listening to a guided meditation all night while I was sleeping, did that for about seven years. And then I'd listen to it during the day yeah. occasionally. And I'd be like, oh, I'm actually thinking some of these things, like it's actually getting into my brain. Mm -hmm. So coming from someone who's suffered with depression and suicide ideation and uh, growing up in a, in a cult, actually, environment, a very religious environment, um, I really, and, and also just uh, PTSD, mm -hmm. I really suffered from having thoughts that didn't really serve me and not really knowing how to shift those. And so being able to start to see some of those results with listening to the guided meditation at nighttime, that was the initial. And then um, it was about a year and a half ago where a friend of mine had done a voiceover and I just immediately like, you know, when you get those sparks of ideas, yeah. like, oh, my God, his voice is perfect for these guided meditations that yeah. I've wanted. And I've always had the idea of like, I'd like to listen to my own goals and my own I am affirmations yes. in my own meditation. Because while we're all dealing with a lot of the similar things as human beings, we all still are individual and we all have our uniqueness to what how we've grown up the mm -hmm. thoughts that we've had based on the circumstances of how we grew up yeah. and those influence our day-to-day -day life and our day-to-day -day thoughts and so i think being able to so for me it was always being able to want to personalize and listen to a meditation or affirmations that really served me and my yeah. growth that um i could change on a regular basis and sure. so that was really the the birth behind yeah focus <laughs> for me personalized yes. meditations oh awesome yeah so this is incredible because there's so many things that we can dive into and that there's so much that you bring to the table today. And I, really, I just kind of want people to understand also who you are as an individual. Um, you brought up like your childhood and growing up and I hope that we can kind of expose a little bit. We're going to talk about, about anything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I... um, so the cult-like environment kind of going into your PS, PTSD yep. and kind of talking about, you know, what that envelops and kind of how that, how that affected your life for so many years mentally. Yeah. It's so weird. Like I 
didn't actually know that I had suffered with PTSD until this year. Wow. And um, it had finally gotten to a point where I, you know, I've done all kinds of mindfulness training, all kinds of personal growth. I mean, for the past 12 years, I've been a very conscious, actually, it's been longer than that. No, it's, yeah, 13 years. Wow. And um, I've done, you know, Tony Robbins, Brenda Bouchard, uh, nice. you know, Landmark Education, PSI seminars. I mean, I've done lots of stuff. And yeah. so I've had all this training and I can articulate that, communicate that, and I can think all that. However, when something happens where I'm triggered by something, that it's going to trigger my nervous system, then I would be a reaction. And sometimes that past reaction would come out where I would be angry mm. or I'd be upset or I'd be like, I would take it out as a personal attack. Yeah. And so it had gotten to the point, um, actually, so last summer is kind of where it started. I uh, started for the first time having a panic attack and anxiety attack. Wow. And I was like, where is this coming from? Yeah. And I just moved into a new place and all my things had been packed for a couple of years. And several years ago, I'd had a falling out with my kids. And I'd ha had everything packed. Yeah. So I had just um, unpacked everything, had all their pictures back out, you know, just with my normal decorations. Yeah. And I was fine during the four days a week when I was working. But it was on the three days when I was off where I really, I'd start getting totally depressed. And by the end of the three days, I was almost just like, it was so bad. And I didn't put two and two together that it was looking at all their pictures again mm. and remembering things from the past. And finally, I ended up, you know, reaching out to my friends. I'm like, hey, does anyone know just a good, you know, psychiatrist that also is metaphysical? Because mm -hmm. I really like the, the uh, you know, just the, the combination between the two. Yeah. And someone who can understand kind of that, that for me as well. And it was in our first 15 minutes of, of talking, um, you know, I was just kind of going through what was happening with me. And she stopped me and she's like, when were you in the military? I'm like, I was never in the military. She goes, because you have all the communication and language skills of someone who has all the training in the world and you know exactly what to do when you go to battle. Yeah. However, if something happens, then you immediately get triggered by it. Huh. I'm like, oh yeah, that's exactly it. So she had me go do just a, um, a PTSD test Yeah. and I scored seven out of 10 as uh, PTSD on the, on the questionnaire. I was like, oh, wow. this actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so this year it's really been a journey for me of going, not only deepening my meditation practice, which is, at first, I kind of resisted. I was doing a really short kind of you know, the guided meditations and different things like that. And I still do that. But what I've what's been really good for me is uh, just deepening into a quiet sitting still 40 to 45 minutes, trying to work up to even an hour nice. or more yeah. of just sitting in silence and just over and over. I'm just releasing. I'm receiving mm -hmm. in my mind and just giving gratitude also. Yeah. Um, and then I'm doing some work just to reset my nervous system uh, through um, SE uh, somatic experience. Uh, it's called SE, but it's somatic experience, I think. Yeah. Um, and then also some NLP work. And so that's also just been working to kind of reset my nervous system yeah. as well, which has been useful. NLP, um, uh, neuro lin uh, linguistic programming. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 wow. There was a lot there, but there was a lot of things that you do and you kind of keep up with. Most people would think as a cursory glance of like doing that would make that they would think it was unnecessary. Where would you kind of divulge that, you know, kind of like, where would you find yourself or how would you express to someone who is on the other side of the coin who's kind of standoffish about you mean like diving? unnecessary about diving into some of those kind of healing practices or, yes. or what yeah yes well i mean for myself i mean it really depends on how 
for me, I want freedom. Mm-hmm. I want freedom in my mind. Mm-hmm. I want freedom in my life. I want to be able to experience what I want to be ex- to experience. Absolutely. Without some of those restrictions that come with, you know, PTSD or depression or suicide ideation. And so as I work through a lot of those things, yeah. one, I just experienced a whole lot more peace in my life. I haven't had, I have not had another panic or anxiety attack since I actually um, started the first session with the, uh, with the counselor. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> So for me, it's always, I do, I do this for a couple of reasons. One, personal growth and the meditation and all the healing and, pro- and programs and workshops and mm-hmm. all the things I do. It goes back for a couple of things for me. One, you know, whether you have read the Bible or believe in the Bible or anything like that, there's a statement in there that says, you know, that for generations on that we're the sins of a father pass on generations, seven generations. And now even in science, we've discovered the same thing. Like our DNA is passed on for seven generations. That's why someone who's experienced the Holocaust can their great grandkids can still experience some of those same symptoms that because they've inherited that from their parents. So for me, I look at it this way for my kids, for my siblings, um, I have uh, eight brothers and sisters. Um, and they all have kids. I'm a grandfather. Um, you know, my mom, like I want all the work that I do on myself. I have to believe energetically that it's also impacting my family because we're mm-hmm. one collectively, um, we're connected collectively just from being a family unit, but also in general, like I do the work that I do for myself because I know that it makes a difference out in the world with other people. Awesome. And so for me to answer your question, I'm a seeker, I'm a soul seeker. Like I want freedom for myself. And I know that the more I do that, the, the more it impacts the world around me. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I just, I always ask this because, you know, when we talk about things like the metaphysical and things like that, there's a definite societal, you know, sure. hold back from that. And, um, I, I was one of them at one point and two, and because Brittany and I have, you know, our partnership together has opened up new opportunities for my own knowledge and for my own education. And that's what I want people to understand that you can do and be open to things that you have not been open to before and still, you know, keep your morality or whatever you, you just experience your values. Yeah. Yeah, You can still hold on to your values, but you can also experience different things. There's so many different modalities Mm -hmm. for healing. There's so many different paths, but we're all seeking the same thing. Yeah. When it comes down to the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're Christian or Buddhist or Mormon or whatever you are. We're all seeking the mm-hmm. same path. We're all we're all just taking different paths to get there. Absolutely. And so it comes back to just like, gosh, like you know, let's just be, let's have some compassion and love for each other. Absolutely. Because we really don't have any idea what somebody else is dealing with on a day to day basis. I re- recently did a post is like, you know, suicide prevention can simply start just with a smile. <laughs> like I saw that literally post actually. recognizing somebody and you know, just acknowledging who they are when you're passing them on the street and starting with a smile, like that simple little act, Mm -hmm. getting off your phone, looking up for a moment while you're walking can literally change a life. It's that simple because we are energetically connected. You've just passed somebody's path. It's not random that you're passing this person right now on the sidewalk. We can look at it like it's random, but there can be a major impact for just looking up and smiling and saying hi to that person. We have no idea. And there's been so many stories we've heard of, you know, across the the news and Facebook and Instagram or even movies now where we see like where a life was saved just simply from that simple act. Yeah. Um, you brought up the um, idea or the, the presence of 
you know, healing in different genres or different opportunities and how we heal ourselves. And I wanted to bring up a story because we did have someone who was suffering from PTSD, very much so from an actual sexual assault mm-hmm. in his own home. Mm-hmm. And he was, um, you know, he was home in the middle of the night and they came in and they assaulted him and he was down that dark path and he suffered from PTSD for a very long time. And it, and when he came to us, you know, basically what he was doing is um, his means of therapy is going out into the street, actually have, holding these signs. Oh, uh, I, I, what's yeah, his name? Blake. I, Blake, I know yeah, Blake. Yeah. yeah, Blake. Yeah. So he came in and he talked yeah. to us and oh, I, just, wonderful. I just loved his, the, the thought of therapy for him is this actual intentional For sure. thought process of I'm going to go out and the way I seek um, justice for myself and I seek um, therapy for myself is yeah. to talk to strangers. It's so healing. And not only, I mean, the power of what Blake does is it does a couple things. One, it's the more you can talk about it and get it out of like that's partly why suicide is so prevalent because we get stuck in our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, going back and look at the app focus for me, like my tagline is disrupt your thoughts. Yeah. Because if you can go in and start disrupting those thoughts and create some different ways of thinking, so yeah. maybe it's affirmation or like Blake is doing is go out on the street and just start talking about what mm-hmm. you've experienced because it's getting it out of your system. Yeah. It gets stuck in your DNA. It gets stuck in your tissue. So what he's doing is so powerful one for that, but also because others need to hear the story because they've they've been impacted the same way and they're too afraid to share. Yeah. And so something someone like Blake it gives people so much courage to be able to um, I think the more vulnerable you can be about what you've experienced not from a victim mentality mm-hmm. or um, um, not from a, a victim standpoint but also just being responsible for who you are but sharing more about what you've experienced um, just gives you more and more freedom to be able to heal and to, to become the fuller and we have the fuller expression of yourself, but also that's just a step in the process. Mm-hmm. And we have no idea what's going to come years from now, just from taking this step right now, like do that, do what inspires you right now. Yeah. And I think that, that there's also this level of like you brought to the attention of your thoughts being so energetic. And I like to think of it as they are energy. I mean, we, we are balls of energy and our makeup, our DNA is, sure. is, is basically these electrons. And, you know, we have the opportunity. I mean, I like to think to control that. And, you know, I think that as we, I think that metaphysical part where you tell yourself and you have control of that energy and how you, how it responds in your body. And so my, the way I like to think about it is that process of you're controlling that energy and controlling those thoughts and controlling your mind and, and you're in control. So to speak. it's, <laughs> and it's, and it's not like from an ego point of being mm-hmm. in control. It's really like, well, it's been this way for a long time and you let your mind run rapid. Now it's just, now it's almost like taking command. Mm-hmm. Reining it of, in. Yeah, it's like reining it in, taking command of your thoughts and taking command of your life and having your life go the way you say it's going to go versus just like letting it flow wherever it's going to flow, which yeah. is, it's okay to be in the unfolding and to certainly surrender to part of that and not to be so rigid on it, but also you get to have a say in how your life goes. Mm-hmm. You yeah. totally get to have a say. Yeah. So 
you know, there's a lot to that aspect of your business. Now I kind of have to rein myself in and bring it back to the app. And, you know, the one thing that you, that I found very interesting is what you brought into your website was the compare and contrast from other apps. And there are a big increase in uh, meditation and mindfulness apps and the way that you broke it down, I really enjoyed. And I want you to be able to kind of unfold that for us and how you guys different from other apps. Yeah, I well, a couple things. I mean, I think there's so many wonderful apps, especially when it comes to uh, mindfulness and meditation that are out there. I really enjoy Calm. I love what Insight Timer's done. Yeah. I love 10% Happier with Dan Harris, um, Headspace. And <clears throat> when I, um, you know, I, I hadn't subscribed to any of those apps when I first started looking at, I mean... <laughs> Creating the app was never on my list of things to do. <laughs> I don't think it's on Literally anyone, unless about, you went to school for no, computer was, science. <laughs> I mean, and, and now, you know, two years later, it's uh, almost two years later, It's uh, <laughs> it's been quite the process and journey. However, um, you know, I... I had always just listened to guided meditations from other meditation teachers yes. and so, or done other meditation practices. And so when it came to this, I really looked at as a coach and as a mentor and having done lots of that over the past 12 years, it's like, what have I learned from all of that? And what is the kind of the, the repetitive thing that I notice with humans? And one thing that I notice is one communication, like we just talked about, like how powerful it is to communicate and to share your challenges and celebrations and your goals and things yeah. like that, because it's a form of networking. It keeps us connected, but also it helps each other grow. And then also, I mean, for myself and I probably, I think there's other people that maybe at least one other person that can relate to me is I can tend to get pretty lazy and undisciplined and left to my own devices. I can sit and binge watch Netflix all weekend and, yeah. you know, eat Ben and Jerry's. You know what I think it is? It's that it's that same thing with um, brushing our teeth. We can that repetitiveness, the 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 chore of doing it is it's our developing mind. the habit. Yeah. Like making it such a habit that you're doing it every single day. Mm -hmm. And so as I went through kind of the development of what would I want in an app to really support me every day in these practices, one was, <clears throat> you know, like having the accountability. So that's why I built in being able to create your goals for each quarter for a full year and, and plan out maybe a 16 years, 20 years, even as far as we added into the app where you can write a legacy letter to yourself. Like, what does it look like 20 years from now, 40 years from now, 60 years from now? What do you want your life to be? Nice. So kind of just start thinking about that. But then also um, gratitude. Gratitude is, I think, the key and the secret to unlocking abundance in your life. And so we built in a gratitude journal. So you do four gratitudes in the morning when you wake up, four gratitudes at night before you go to bed, and then it resets itself every single day. And you can nice. always go back and look at those past gratitudes. But it's just that con it's like brushing your teeth. It's that constant reminder to build in that habit because and gratitude is powerful and then and then the last piece was <clears throat> not only being able to set the goals but also creating those affirmations in different parts of your life and and how i do that is if i'm reading a book or listening to a book or even if i see something or hear anything something in conversation if i hear somebody say something like um you know i don't have the money to do that or i can't afford to do that my mind, how it works is automatically I switch that around and look at I am attracting more than enough money to do anything that I want to do. Or my favorite is like I am now earning monthly my annual income. Yeah. So instead of instead of even it's like if you notice you're getting the flu. Mm hmm. What do you think about? You're like, oh, my my throat is getting sore. My eye, my body's hurting. I'm getting a temperature. I better take off work. 
Well, you can think about all those things, or you could immediately switch it to all the things in your body that you can think about that you can think about to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten rid of the flu within two hours wow. at the shortest period by just immediately switching my thoughts because where your energy, where your energy and attention, where your attention goes is where your energy flows and yeah. your thoughts, like we said earlier, are energy. Mm-hmm. So what are you focusing on? And if you're going to focus on your body getting the flu, you're certainly going to get the flu. Yeah. But if you want to focus on your body being healthy and then getting right back on track for what you want to do, mm-hmm. you're going to focus on that. That's what you're going to get. Yeah. Did you find that? So like, so where I find the, the, the beauty and kind of the scientific part of this is I looked at other, uh, there was a science journal that put out like singing to plants and giving plants positive affirmations and things like that. I do that with my plants. And it's just, it, it, I like to think of it too, is I'm native on my mom's side. And so, um, the tribe here that I grew up on, the Hopi tribe, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of desert plants. There's a lot of desert farming and, you know, we talk, we basically were taught, we're taught to talk and sing to our plants because they are us that we work so hard. Yeah, exactly. Another form of energy. And the more positivity you bring it and the more love and appreciation that you bring to that plant, it's only going to grow more. You can take that even with, you know, like down to food that you eat mm. and just using it as an example. Like, you know, I wouldn't advocate necessarily eating at McDonald's. However, you can sit there and you can bless that food in such a way that anything that's nutritious, that can possibly be nutritious in any of there is going to feed your body and mm. anything that's not will just be eliminated mm. so that you're nourished. And so it's just being conscious and mindful of the simplest little things. And yeah. you can always find something to be grateful for and always be aware of everything around us as mm. energy, even the food that we eat. I wanted to ask you um, in particular, what where was that moment for you, especially with this app and kind of your own teaching and your own life? You know, where was that moment of like, okay, the app, it, you know, this is, this is going somewhere. This, I know I've got something here. Where was that moment for you? It's interesting. That's a great question. Cause I've, I've had a lot of ideas over the years cause I'm a visionary and I've had, I've started lots of projects, but from the moment that this, the moment I heard that voiceover and within 30 days, we had 24 people in a beta test just to kind of like test it out. It's been one of those projects where I knew that it was bigger than me, if that makes sense, like it was going to happen. And all I had to do is keep trusting the process and keep letting it unfold. The Mm -hmm. right people have come along, the right money and funding is coming along. It's always just like step-by-step guided. And so it's always, it's just been one of those things that I've, I've known is bigger than me. And it's been, it's allowed me to really always come from a, let's find a solution for this versus, okay, well, this isn't going to work or people aren't liking, or people aren't downloading it or people don't subscribe or whatever. Like, yeah. I could think about those things, but that's completely against what the whole app is as exactly. well. Exactly, And so it's always just kept me focused for a solution and just trusting the process. And mm-hmm. so it's been, even though, yeah, I've totally had some complications and challenges along the way, but each of those also have taught me different lessons from patience yeah. to better communication 
to having more compassion and empathy for different ways of people uh, thinking and communicating. Yeah. And um, I'd like to so dive a, a little bit more into those challenges if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. I mean, the, the idea of being compassionate, especially with an app, like something so uh, sterile and technological based, like, you know, how do you find compassion? Where was the challenge in that? Well, the, cha- the, the, the particular challenge that aro- began arising from that was just the... Um, with um, uh, the design and development process mm-hmm. and being new to, I've never developed an app before and really trusting kind of the developer that I'd hired to guide me along those uh, along that path. And um, going back, had I to do it over, I would design first mm-hmm. and then I would develop. That way it was already set up that way, but that's not how we did it. So we developed first. Mm-hmm. Then I learned that I needed to have all the design, like all the buttons and everything. Yeah. And, um, you know, he made it sound like, oh, we just need some buttons. These are the buttons I need. Super simple. That wasn't it at all. And so what ended up being supposed to be a four month project from beginning to launch in the app store um, ended up being about nine months. And that was primarily delayed by halfway through when we needed the buttons of the designs, hiring a designer that he, you know, looked at, gave him the same information I had yeah. uh, from the developer. Oh, look, we just need these buttons, these round buttons, these square buttons, these rectangle buttons. And he's like, that's not what you need at all. Like you need all this other stuff. And, yeah. you know, him thinking it's going to take about, you know, 80 hours to do this. And it ended up 80 hours was only like the intro to sign into the app. Wow. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, by the end of that, I was like, I, it was, uh, it was one of those reaction moments for me. And, um, I got, I, I was upset. I was frustrated. I was upset. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one thing he said, I was upset at the designer and he said, boy, like you're anything but a representation of what the app is actually supposed to be. And I thought from, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you're right. And then I just like, from, I stepped back for a moment and I just like, God, like I've worked so hard on this. Mm-hmm. Like, how did this happen? Yeah. And so it, one, just allowed me to start having a little bit more compassion for myself because we don't always know. There's not a glass ball. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. If I had known, I would have designed first and then developed. Yeah. And so it allowed me, one, to have compassion for myself, but then also to go back and clean that up and have, you know, compassion for my designer and then keep working on the project. but. It can, certainly can I, delayed it by can I, uh, months. Give, can I give you a story of, of my course. own? Of course. Yeah. So essentially, I, I'm a landscape architect by trade. And so, you know, we're working on our backyard for our wedding. And so I, you know, just we're we put in new rock. And so you saw the rock yeah, pile out yeah. there. And essentially, you know, I was just like, oh, just random number, two tons of rock. That should be enough. And little did I know that that two tons is actually just a portion of what I needed. It's just that front front entry. Oh my God, really? Seriously? Yeah. And so we have to do the rest of this backyard and I'm like, what did I do? And so it's like, I could have made a huff and a fuss and just been like really depressed about everything. And it literally came on my birthday. Like it came, the rock came on. I could have been down, but it's like, I learned and through, you know, being mindful and meditation and just being, attuned and knowing you know how i would react if i were to just do that i let that all go and i was like you know what it's my birthday i don't it, i, I loved, it I, I'll, i'd rather look at it as a first time home owner buyer yeah, situation yeah, where yeah. like 
I messed up. It's fine. I'll, yeah. you know, it's my own home. I'll, I'll fix it. You know, that's, I was more just let it go. And, yeah. I, and I was just like, okay, this is how I would react in this situation. Yeah. Now let's, I don't want to react that way because that's never worked in the past. Yeah. So yeah. now I'm going to like, you know, that's hey, mindfulness I, right there. Yeah. And there's also so much power to what you just, I mean, what you chose to do is, you know, as, as a human being, we have choice mm-hmm. and our choice is that we either get to suffer yeah. or we get to have freedom. And so what you chose is to have freedom. Mm-hmm. You could have sat there and suffered over it, like beat yourself up, beat up whoever, like order, like you should have told me or whatever. Like there's all other kinds of ways you could have handled it. Yeah. But you get to, we get to choose. We get yeah. to choose whether Absolutely. to suffer or to have freedom. Absolutely. And that's where the mindfulness and the power comes in. Um, is there any challenges that you want individuals to know that, you know, just to maybe they're not aware of or don't understand or just something that you want people to understand not only about maybe you or maybe about your app is there something challenge wise or difficulty wise people don't know um well we're still i mean even when the app comes it's still i think it's always uh it's taking feedback from you know our subscribers now and just always looking at upgrading it and making it a better app we're still you know a a brand new company and so for me that's exciting to be able to get that feedback and to look at like how can we because i want the app to be of service Mm -hmm. i really want it and you know the thing to answer your question is it's really a community-driven and a charity-driven app. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm that's why I love being here on the podcast with you guys because I love Arizona. Yeah, I love downtown. I I love giving people tours of downtown and taking them to little hot spots that they've never seen because there is so much to do in this Absolutely. state. I mean, it's an incredibly beautiful, rich in resources. Um, diverse state. There's so much to do and see and experience in this state. Absolutely. And so I get excited by anything to do with promoting Arizona, but also just promoting Phoenix and particular downtown Phoenix. Um, And so my favorite thing, I mean, the app is awesome. And I think it's so it's a tool to use, honestly. But where I see my passion for the app and what I'm I'm really working on pursuing with the app is our ambassador program and really working on having other influencers and ambassadors that are out in the community really making a difference. And the app is charity driven. So whatever their charity is, anyone who downloads the app based on the promo code that they use for their audience, that percentage of that money goes back to the charity of their choice, whether it's working with like John Jay and Rich from the radio on, uh, you know, with Love Up, their program or uh, Feeding America. We're going to do with the building that I live in downtown. I just talked to the the vice president of the the company and we're going to do a a drive for homelessness in downtown Phoenix. Um, So anything like that is one very close to my heart. So I really call it a community driven and charity driven app. And so, and as a healer for the last 19 years, um, I love teaching. I love mentoring. I love coaching. Yeah. And anytime I've, I've trained therapists that have worked for me for any particular time, I've taught them like, this is how you can have a six figure income. You follow these steps and you can have a six figure income by doing this exactly. But number one, you can't focus on the money. It's focusing on being of service. And so for me, mm-hmm using the app now as the tool to be able to support others and creating a lifestyle and income for themselves, but also at the same time, being able to support charities and really be inside yeah. the community, making a difference, making a difference in this planet that we live on. Absolutely. That's what, I mean, and, and of course, then ultimately for myself, my passion to work with suicide prevention, preventing suicide, uh, depression, suicide ideation, bullying, anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, and ultimately like, well, 
the vision I have in my head is on the back of student IDs, you know, for every student having, you know, a free download for the app to be on their student ID. So Beautiful. not only do they have now on their ID, they have, you know, the 800 number to call for if they're being suicide. bullied or suicide, or, anything yeah. like that, but also give them the app. Have, have a tool, have a QR code there, have a tool for them to use so they can do it with their little friend group. They can create a little group inside the app that they can beautiful. create their own I am affirmations, but they've got a tool or something to listen to if their thoughts are going down that tunnel mm-hmm. or if they're being bullied or something like that. Like they have a I just, physical tool. They have something right there to grab yeah. onto, to start to listen to, to either start to write and it'll shift their thoughts. Yeah, and that's sometimes that's all it is. It's yeah. not... It may not be the only thing, but it certainly is a start to shifting yeah. those thoughts to start thinking and doing something different. Yeah. I don't, you know, that's also just like it's an additional thing that you are trying to provide without any fuss or just like, look, this is a positive change yeah. that I can bring in that I'm not asking from anything from you guys. I just want them to have that resource. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, I, I love that. And I love, you know, the reason why I started this is because I grew up listening to stories and, and mm. understanding how important storytelling is and, mm-hmm. and how um, every person has their story mm-hmm. that they would love to tell and love in any opportunity to tell someone else. So growing up and understanding and appreciating that, to me, hearing those stories and giving them that opportunity, giving them that life, that energy, that give, you know, that spark. I want to be the person who is able to give them that and give them that opportunity to push forward. Yeah. Because beautiful. I believe that For most sure. people who come through our doors are true entrepreneurs that are fighting and are in the thick of it, but they just need a pat on the back or they mm-hmm. need someone to listen or hear them. And I want I want to be that person for them. That's awesome. And well you're certainly doing that. I mean, I've listened to some of your episodes and it's inspiring you're listening to you and your feedback and how you interact with your guest is oh, uh, is really beautiful. <laughs> and I, I love what you're doing. So I keep appreciate doing it. that. Um, you know, there's an organization that I would love to shout out if there's a, um, a way that you could get involved with them. It's um, Waste Not AZ. And they are basically they give back um, food from commercial oh, enterprises yeah, yeah, yeah. and they feed um, those who need it most, yeah, mostly I, children. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. I'd love to. And they they're it's just beautiful. Like the way that they just didn't, they work within the means. Well, of it's what funny they that have. you bring that up because I was thinking about that earlier today as, as uh, not only the home, the, you know, working with my building where I live downtown mm-hmm. at the Stewart and doing something with homelessness, but also feeding. And I wanted to w- start working with restaurants where we could get in and yeah. have them have the same promo code. And all that just goes to feeding the hungry. Yeah. And, um, especially when it comes to children, like nobody should have. I would love to talk have. to you off air some stuff because yeah. we, we get so many individuals in here that like we work with that either are or wanting to do something like that. Sure. And, um, yeah, I'd love to like talk to you about more. I, about you know, nothing brings me more. I mean, I have goosebumps and I could, you know, I could even, it would bring, I, I cry from joy sometimes, but it would almost tear me up. Like nothing brings me more joy and happiness in life than one seeing a smile on somebody's face because you've made it, you've reached out and you've made a difference to them. It doesn't matter if it was, you know, my daughter and I took, we just, one day we filled the car up and we went over to the homeless shelter downtown. And that was when they had the outside area. Yeah. And there were lots of people outside and we had sheet, like, like 
probably three thousand dollars worth of Ralph Lauren sheets and pillows and things <laughs> like that, and just like just went and gave them all away and yeah. clothes. And they're like, "What do you guys need?" They're like, "We need socks and we need water." So we went to Walmart. It's like one o'clock in the morning. Went to Walmart and got tons of socks and tons yeah. of water bottles and went back and did that. And my daughter, she's like eleven at the time. She's like, at first we were really nervous to go do that because it was late at night. Yeah. And then she's like, we get in the car and she's like. Oh my God, that was so much fun, Dad. Like, what else do we have at the house? Like, what else can we go get? Like, just to get rid of, like, just to, because they were, so, it was like Christmas. Yeah. They were so grateful. And we have, we, I think we forget, like, how blessed we are in mm -hmm. this country, especially. I mean, we are so blessed. And there's so many people that don't, that don't have some of the, mm -hmm. the, you know, just simple things like clothing and, yeah. A fresh shower and and clean water to drink, Absolutely. or great sanitation, you we're, know, or even a bed to sleep in. More and more too, because with technology growing as um, YouTube and other clips around the world, I mean, there's so many. I don't know about you. There's so many avenues where you can see these people and these events in real life and in real time. Yeah. Um, I mean, just. I just, <laughs> it's just like this little girl that like is fighting for to save the planet with yeah. her. With her, um, you know, her her speeches and everything, and I'm just thinking to myself. I mean, what does it take to understand that we are affecting our own world? Yeah, like I, I just uh, watched the Netflix series by Bill Gates, um, the little documentary. It's just three episodes, yeah. and it's called uh, "Decoding uh, Bill's Mind" or something like yeah. that. But in the first one, it was all talking about uh, well, polio, and they talked about sanitation, and it yeah. was. I mean, it was just astonishing to see how some third world countries still deal with sanitation mm -hmm. and what they, what, how they, why they're so sick. And there's so much that we can do in this country, but also like just taking care of our own community mm -hmm. is important. Having some compassion. Yeah. You know, that's really what, it, like what we talked about earlier and what it comes down to, yeah. you know, it starts at home. It starts here. It starts with yourself. It starts with your own mind. It starts with your own energy. Yeah. And, and so. focus for me hopefully will help a lot of people do that. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you. And yeah, you've again, if I can give you any sort of appreciation pat on the back, it would be <laughs> like, yeah, you've affected many lives, one life, and you know, you have so much more to give, and I can see that in you. And yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for you. I would love to, and if I could help out in any way, please let me know. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So, um, are there anything in particular goal-wise that you have for Focus? Um, well, for sure, I'd like, like I mentioned earlier, I'd like to see, I'd like to work with um, student IDs to have, um, you know, a, a download available for students, okay. college students, high school students to really work with. Um, I've been working on a suicide project called The Emotional Man for a couple of years. Okay. And um, anything really to do with uh, bullying, suicide are really close to my heart just because I experienced so much bullying when I was a kid and yeah. didn't even realize I had suicide ideation for so many years until I started talking about it. Yeah. And so, you know, suicide is such a epidemic right now. It's like for every four suicides, three and a half of them are uh, men or males. Mm -hmm. And so I have a real passion for working with men in particular. And also men are the loneliest people out there. Yeah. There's like men, there's so many men that do not have friends. Yeah. Because men don't necessarily like create this intimacy to be mm -hmm. able to ha sit and have a conversation together. Yeah. Women can do that so much easier. And, and, so, and that's a societal thing where it comes down to where like you're teaching, you're advocating for your son or to continue that lifestyle, to continue yeah. that mind frame. Yeah. And I don't, I don't advocate for it. I don't understand it. And I've, you know, I 
love talking to people. I love being one-on-one and, and showing that, you know, I can look you in the eyes and understand yeah. you and you can hopefully do the same with me. And, and again, it comes down to compassion and opening up to you like this. It's such a gift, actually. And I, and I noticed that we've been doing that because it's so natural for me to do that now because it's, yeah. the, it's the easiest way to, you say like, actually, the your eyes are the, into the, the window to your soul. Yeah. And so being able to look in somebody or even taking time to look in the mirror in your own eyes like Something. literally just connecting When's with yourself time? in the mirror I mean, yeah, like, is uh, so powerful. Like yeah. every now and then, and I kind of giggle at myself when I do it, but sometimes, you know, you get ready and you look in the mirror and you look at yourself, but yeah. when do you actually stop and look in your eyes? Yeah. And sometimes when I stop, I, I, I kind of just like get dorky geeky with myself. I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, yeah, like, and hey, I just, hey. I, you know, I'd say I love myself. I say I love you to myself in the mirror. And I like, I look and I connect with my soul just for a moment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just doing that, but doing that with other people, especially with men. Um, getting men to open up and be more vulnerable and uh, just giving, creating a safe space Mm -hmm. for men to know that it's okay for them to talk about their feelings Mm -hmm. and to talk about what's going on in their head um, is, is uh, definitely one of my goals that I will keep working towards when it comes to the app and uh, the suicide projects and all my coaching and mentoring and anything that I do is always going to be focused on on that. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I've, um, you know, it's just, again, it's like I can empathize a lot of the time with, you know, that, that, that area of expertise, just because, you know, growing up a male, you know, I've had my fair share of bullying, I've had my fair share of negative thoughts, I've had my fair share of, you know, negative moments. And, you know, I wouldn't be the person that I am today without them. So, you know, I don't, I always show appreciation for sure for that, for those moments, because I am who I am because of them. Tony Robbins uh, says that, you know, he is who he is today because of his mother, regardless of all the things that she ever did to him. Mm-hmm. And if you know his story, you know some of those things. But he, he says that life is a gift. Everything that's happened for you, when you can switch it around and look at what is the gift in this, yes, or even like what is the lesson that I've learned from this, and now what is the gift in that, then it switches you from being a victim to your circumstances and to your past to actually looking at everything with so much gratitude because it's all been a gift. Yeah. I mean, I've experienced some horrific things in my life and every one of them have been a gift to who I, they've made this app. They've made me into who I am today. Exactly. They've made me into, and I'm still growing mm-hmm. every single day. I'm still growing. And, and, you know, I mean, even through this whole process of the app, like I shared, like, yeah, I still got frustrated. I still got angry when things come up, Yeah, but I have compassion for myself. And I always look at what is the gift in this? What is the gift in this? What is the gift in this? Awesome. And you keep growing. I would love to learn more about um, your family life just because I don't have any kids and I'm trying to, we just had another um, uh, couple come in and they're having their first. So I'm always trying to learn about um, fatherhood and just kind of in general because I'm getting married in October and I would love to kind of get some info and just learn. I'm always learning. So, you know, my, uh, my advice to fathers and I'm, you know, again, like I think uh, we all really F up when it comes to parents. And I certainly <laughs> had my fair share of that. You ask my kids and they'll certainly agree to that. We've got a list right here. Got a whole, they've got a book written. Um, however, I would say, you know, like if I were to go back and uh, had the opportunity to do things different, I would certainly spend more time with my kids. Mm-hmm. I would be more present with them. Okay. Uh, you know, I didn't, I, I started having, I had my, my son when I was 
barely 18 years old. Oh, wow. Okay. And so I'm almost 50 now. Yeah. And so my son is, he just turned 30. He's your age. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, literally his birthday was a couple of weeks ago. And my daughter is 23. She just had her first baby. So I'm just a grandfather. Yeah. But if I had to go back and do it again and having all the information that I have now and so why I'm also so passionate about mentoring and coaching young men is I would spend more time with my kids. I would be more mindful. I would put my phone down and yeah. I would like look at them in the eyes. I would take more weekend trips with them. I would do more things exploring in nature and camping and things like that that really sure. create some of those bonding moments um, because watching TV buying presents, things like that. They don't, those things don't make mm -hmm. a difference. Like my, what my kids remember is the trips we took. Yeah. I stopped buying them gifts about 13 years ago. And I literally have gotten a letter from my daughter. She's like, mm -hmm. remember this trip that we took and all that? Like they don't remember gifts. Yeah. I stopped doing that purpose. Like I'll do something special for their birthdays. But when it comes to like other holidays and things like that, yeah, you know, let's go do something experiential. And that's what you're going to remember years from now. You're not going to remember. And so I would do more of that as a father. Um, I can definitely um, attest to that because one thing that I can advocate for my father is that, you know, he worked a lot and he was very, yeah. he was a very hard worker. But the one thing that I remember most is that he was at every game. Yeah. He was always the loudest. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, for me, those experiences when I did get to be with him and he was, yeah. you know, with when he was there cheering me on. Yeah. Like those moments. That's so cool. And so it's like, you know, that. That's what you remember. That's what I remember yeah. most. And so. I and mean, I remember um, an experience with my son several years ago. It was actually in 2007. He was doing, he was uh, 17 at the time. He was living with me. He was finishing high school or is almost finished with high school. And um, he was doing a leadership program mm -hmm. uh, with Landmark at the time. And he was studying this format and I was a uh, coach for the program. And <laughs> it was 2.30 in the morning. We're sitting at Deluxe Burger, yeah. having a burger, studying his format. And he's like, dad, <laughs> he's like, just stop for a moment. He's like, can we just acknowledge that we're here like 2.30 in the morning. You and I are having a burger. We're hanging out. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we are. We totally put the fo format down. We stopped studying and we just sat there and we just like, it's 2.30 in the morning on a weeknight. Yeah. And we're sitting here just hanging out together, having a burger and fries. And like, who gets to say that they get to do that? Yeah. I'm like, and I, that's still one of just my, you know, just such a precious moment for me in memory. Absolutely. You know, even him as a 17 year, 18 year old, uh, remembering that and experiencing that with him. Yeah. Take those, take that opportunity to, yeah. to, to do so, you know, and that's definitely something for, again, I, I, we were getting emotional about it, but it's like, you know, most, you know, most men won't have the opportunity to talk about those moments to yeah. like, you know, in, in society today, we, we, we hold back and we don't even mention those to our people that we're closest to like friends and, and other mentors, but it's like. At the same time, I'm here talking to you about it, and I want other people to have that same knowledge and understanding yeah. that you can yeah. open up That's to what, a complete stranger at totally. most and, and still be able to, you know, be yourself, be open, and, yeah. and it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's, it's it makes just, you a stronger, more attractive human being, and yeah. it makes you a stronger, more attractive man. Yeah, exactly. And then just, so, you know, we're reaching towards the end here, and... This is a beautiful moment to kind of really open up about like for you at the end of the day, you know, past all of mm. the app, past all, you know, everything, your love and your experiences, 
what do you want to tell everyone? This is like mm. your final mm. goodbye. And like, you know, yeah. this, what do you, what is your last words to the world? Yeah. Um, you know, as you were saying that, I was like, I was looking at like, how do I end my day every day? And I end my day with gratitude. I literally like when my head hits the pillow, it's thank you. Yeah. And I just kind of go through my day. Like, what can I be grateful for? Absolutely. And the first thought that comes out of my head when I'm present in the morning, I wake up is thank you. Like it's just so it's developed such as a habit now to just say thank you. Yeah. Um, and I would say spending more time, um, take time to be curious about yourself. Mm-hmm. Be curious about your thoughts. Are they thoughts that serve you? Or they thoughts that no longer are needed and you can let them go. And how can you start to disrupt those thoughts, but also just really start to listen to them mm-hmm. and create new affirmations and new thoughts that actually work for you because you can have whatever you want in life and you can create the life and the lifestyle that you want. Yeah. You just got to make some shifts. And sometimes they're really small. They're really small. Yeah. But start, start and end every day with gratitude and as many times throughout the day. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jesse. Like this has been so fun to kind of like even get to experience who you are and kind of have you here. Um, I want to say that you have a gift. You are definitely someone who's welcome back Mm, anytime. Thank you. Um, This is the end where you get to pitch to everyone where they can find you, uh, any upcoming events that you want to promote. This is your promotional period. Go for it. Thank you. Uh, Well, first, you can find us on our website at uh, focus4.me. Um, and it's actually F O U R. So it's focus F O U R dot me. Um, or you can type in focus for me.com, whichever is easiest for you. I'm sure you can see all that in the notes. Um, we don't have necessarily any events coming up. Uh, we are planning a, for locally in Arizona. Mm-hmm. We're planning a pretty big launch party in the early part of the year. So okay. stay tuned I to your podcast. More if you've had a lecture or something that you are going to nothing coming up personally. right now. No, nothing, nothing planned necessarily coming up right now. Okay. Kind of finishing up the, the year. And, yep. but yeah, you can find us on our website you can download um both at google play and um the um the apple store and you can find both of those links on the site and um of course as well tune in to focus for me podcast awesome yeah. i will be definitely checking out those next because i saw the two episodes yeah i wanted to we wait release in. every wednesday okay yeah. now that i know it's yeah. every wednesday i'm definitely gonna be taking a listen and uh be I'll be more adamant about reaching out too because cool. I would love to either yeah, be on the connect. podcast or, For sure. or and even help out in any way that I can. Perfect. Yeah, awesome. we've got some. I love being a connector. So, anyway, I can yeah, connect me as too. well. It's always good. So we'll we'll talk after this. Perfect. I got some people you Perfect. need to meet. Uh, awesome. La- ladies and gentlemen, before we go, you can hear every episode of Finding Arizona Podcast at our website. That's www.findingarizonapodcast.com. We also have uh, some social media for you guys to go check out. That's Finding Arizona Podcast at uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Last but not least, we put people through the ringer 50 questions. That is our bonus content, only available at Patreon patreon.com slash finding Arizona podcast. So sign up for that. Uh, Jesse will be doing that next step. And so we will catch you on that episode. See you on the next one. Bye y'all.